Well, let's go to China now, where it's nearly noon on Saturday, and investigators continue to search for clues following the crash of that China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800 earlier this week. 132 passengers and crew died when the plane appeared to suddenly nosedive and plummet to the ground, reaching an estimated 966 kilometers an hour before crashing. The plane had been flying normally for just over an hour on Monday when it took that nosedive, falling 21,000 feet in just a little over a minute, then it briefly stopped, gained altitude, then plummeted again. So it's been a real mystery for people who follow this stuff very closely. There was no mayday call, no sign anything was wrong. An air traffic controller tried to contact the pilot several times, got no reply, officials have said. They have found both black boxes, but the investigation has been difficult. It's hard to reach. It's remote. It's been raining. And again, it's a crash that leaves a lot of questions for seasoned investigators. One of them joins me now. Captain John Cox is a former pilot and chief executive officer of Safety Operating Systems. He's been involved in several National Transportation Safety Board crash investigations. And you may recognize the name and voice from series such as Why Airplanes Crash. John Cox, Captain John Cox, welcome to the show. My pleasure. Good to be here. Thanks for the invitation. I guess just your first impressions of this particular incident, because there has been there have been images out there of of what looks like um, an aircraft and just plummeting to the ground and not out of control, but just a sheer drop. And that I think even for people who do not know much about this or do not investigate these uh, incidents seems like something out of the ordinary. This is very out of the ordinary. Uh, the the profile of this, of the accident flight is very, very unusual. It's actually quite difficult to get the airplane to do this. So that will narrow the field down for the investigators aerodynamically. There's only certain ways you can get it to do this. So um, everything's on the table. Uh, thankfully, they have one, and I hear report now they have the second recorder. Um, those recorders tell the story. You, you mentioned there were just a few ways that this could have happened um, and that it was aerodynamically difficult to get a plane to how, in what circumstances would an aircraft be able to descend at that rate in that position? One, if there was a, uh, a pilot instrumentation and if the pilots incorrectly followed that erroneous data, they're trained not to do that, and there are safeguards and redundant systems. There have been cases such as the Adam Air flight uh, that resulted in a, an extraordinary descent because the pilots were following bad information uh, displayed on their flight uh, instruments. So that's one. Two, if the uh, the small wings in the back of the airplane cause sta a stabilizer, horizontal stabilizers. If they get massively put out of position uh, and command nose down, the autopilot fights it to a point, then releases, and the airplane can go down uh, that way. Uh, and then thirdly, there's the, you know, obviously there's the possibility of it being a deliberate act. We don't have any indication one way or the other on that. So, um, but there have been other accidents that had very high descent rates as a result of uh, a deliberate act. So, I think certainly the investigators at this point have everything on the table. They've not gotten enough evidence yet to withdraw any one item, be it the weather, be it mechanical, be anything with that. Um, everything's still on the table. So uh, I think that those historically, those are three possible ways to get the level 
of the rate of descent that we see uh, in this airplane. So either something like an incorrect, incorrect instrumentation readings, like you mentioned with Adam Air, a stabilizer issue. I think Alaska Airways, uh, that crash was a stabilizer issue back in, right. back in the day. And, and again, in, intentional. And I, I noticed that yesterday was the seven-year anniversary of the German Wings crash outside of Nice, uh, which was found to have been intentional as well. So, I, But many, no hypotheses is uh, off the table now, I understand. Exactly. Um, how difficult is it to investigate a crash that happens at that rate of speed uh, in an area as remote as where it happened? It complicates things dramatically. Uh, just getting the investigators to the site, um, doing the initial uh, photographic documentation of the site, and then starting to pick up the pieces looking for uh, the evidence. For example, uh, if you, you know, first you want to find the engines, you want to find the front of the engines, and then the rotational damage uh, in those, in what's known as the fan section, the, the large uh, group of compressor blades at the front of the engine. Were they at high power or low power? The way that they are bent uh, can be a good indication of that. Is there evidence of fire? Uh, an in-flight fire leaves soot, and soot will remain on a component uh, re- pretty much regardless of impact speed. So is there soot in areas that are unexpected? So it's it's a very slow methodical process of um, of eliminating things until the point that you have uh, a, a few items or few uh, hypotheses that could explain everything and are consistent with the evidence, and then you begin to develop those. So that's one of the reasons it takes as long as it does. Yeah, the Sherlock Holmes theory, right? You, you eliminate the impossible, and then what's left is is the probable or the right. maybe. Um, when you look at the fact that that the plane stabilized briefly before continuing its descent, does that tell you anything? It's actually one of the larger questions that I have. Um, and I have some question about, is have we validated the data that has been transmitted from the airplane as being good data? Right. And we don't know yet. So if the, uh, the system that is uh, creating that data for transmission to air traffic control, if it were compromised, in some way or erroneous in some way, then all of the assumptions we're making right now may not be representative of the actual flight path of the airplane. That will be corroborated with the, uh, the flight data recorder. But the, the way that you get, you get this airplane into these conditions, it's, it's really quite difficult. So we have to literally take it apart, as you say, um, eliminating one thing at a time. And uh, consequently, it, it takes a lot of time and it, it's, it's a frustrating process, but it is a proven process. The, um, you know, China Eastern Airlines, as we discussed, is, is, is a, is a good, has a good safety record. The 737-800 has a good safety record. Uh, I imagine both pilot training and the aircraft itself will be, will be focuses of this investigation. Oh, certainly. The uh, I've flown the seven three seven eight hundred. It's a it's a very good air, airplane. It's a proven airplane. There's about seven thousand of them, I think, in service. It's I think the most widely sold model of all the seven three seven models, which goes back to nineteen sixty seven. 
uh, the airframe uh, is a proven airframe. It's got a very good safety record. Uh, China Eastern is a, a high quality airline. They have, uh, they're very fastidious in their maintenance. They're highly regarded in uh, the world aviation market. So uh, this would be at, at this point, uh, the investigators are looking at an airline who knows how to operate these type of airplanes and do it effectively and safely. I'm speaking with Captain John Cox, former pilot and chief executive officer of Safety Operating Systems. He's been involved in several National Transportation Safety Board crash investigations. We're talking about the crash this week of a China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800 in the province of Guangxi in China, uh, in rural China, and the investigation that continues. When we come back, just a bit more about the challenges that individual investigators face. Uh, We'll get to that after this. And I'm back with Captain John Cox, former pilot and chief executive officer of Safety Operating Systems. We're talking about the crash of a China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800 earlier this week in rural China in the province of Guangxi, a plane that seemed to quite literally nosedive right out of the sky and into the ground. And, And it's raised a lot of questions about what could have happened. We've been talking about some of the investigative routes. I was looking back at some of the investigations you've carried out, uh, Captain Cox, and certainly the U.S. Air 427 crash outside of Pittsburgh in 1994 was another plane that we understand for probably for very different reasons, went at high speed into the ground. Uh, And and it must complicate in some ways. I mean, we don't know yet in this case if the black boxes are damaged beyond repair or not, but they're clearly built the black boxes to withstand even this kind of a crash, I understand. They are. They're extremely tough. They're built. Uh, we, we have enough information from previous accidents to have a pretty good idea what the forces on a recorder could be. And uh, the recorder manufacturers have be- got quite good at uh, armoring the, the devices so that they can withstand fire. They can withstand immersion in salt water or fresh water they can withstand these very high G loads or impact forces uh, in an accident like this. I remember uh, listening to you talk about that particular investigation and saying how difficult it was because of the, of the, the tragedy of it, of course, to remember that, that the job of the investigator is not to save the lives of those who may have already perished, but to try and make sure you find out what, were, what happened so you can save lives in the future. That It's one of the hardest parts about being an accident investigator is you have to keep the, the mental focus on what caused it. There's nothing you can do for those people that have been fatally injured in the accident. And as traumatic as it is for the families, the airline, the friends, um, uh, it's, you can't help those people. And the, the only thing you can do to help them and for uh, everyone that will be on airplanes in the future is to prevent a reoccurrence. And to do that, you have to understand what caused it and and to a high level of certainty and that's how you you determine was it a uh, an airplane issue was it an air traffic control issue was it a pilot issue or as we typically find out a combination of uh, of multiple factors and then that is how we we've moved aviation from being a daredevil means of transportation in the 20s and 30s up to the to now today being the safest form of transportation ever designed by mankind yeah i imagine the pressure 
uh, and I understand just from watching news reports out of China, just how much pressure there is on investigators. In this case, the president's been involved, how much pressure there is on these investigators to find something quickly. What is it like to deal with that? I understand with US Air 2, the world was watching. This was a 737, right? One of the most, pop- the most popular plane in the air at that point. There must be an awful lot of pressure when you're when you're investigating these sorts of crashes because of the sheer implications of the findings. There is a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, you're asked multiple times today, do you know what caused it? Do you know what caused it? And what you have to answer is we have possibilities. We are do not have an answer yet. We'll let you know when we do, but it's more important to get the right answer than a fast answer. And that typically will satisfy most people most of the time. Uh, there are some that, that keep demanding um, that answers that we don't have yet. And uh, unfortunately, recently, then the conspiracy theorists then run amok saying that there's cover up going. And, and my experience is there are no cover ups in these uh, sort of investigations. Uh, and there's a, a strong push by all the parties to find out what happened. Do you have confidence in this case? I mean, I know the NTSB has been called in, according to the transport minister in the States, so the transportation secretary, rather. Um, Is there any concern here about what kind of collaboration might be possible between Chinese authorities and the NTSB and Boeing? Early on, the Chinese authorities said that the investigation would be conducted in accordance with the International Civil Aviation uh, Organization treaty, which is known as Annex 13. And that is a worldwide standard for accident investigation. And on very early in the first hours after the accident, the Chinese authorities, the CAAC said that they would conduct the investigation in accordance with Annex 13. That gives me great hope and great confidence um, that this will be an open, transparent, and factually accurate investigation. I was thinking, looking back at at anniversaries this month. This is the eight-year anniversary of the disappearance of MH370, the Malaysian Airlines plane that would left Beijing and was never seen again. Does that one still puzzle you? It puzzles everyone, it, I guess. But it, it, it definitely puzzles me. It's, it's one of aviation's greatest mysteries, and aviation does not do well with mysteries. So it's, um, it's incomplete, and there's there's discussion about another search, and I'm hopeful that uh, that will be conducted. But we need to find an answer to it. Um, it, as I have said on more than one occasion, the last time we had a mystery of this magnitude that was in any way similar, the captain's name was Amelia Earhart. That is indeed, indeed, and I guess the importance is is knowing what happened in each case to make sure it doesn't happen again. So regardless of what happened, and there's, there are many conspiracy theories about that Malaysian Airlines flight, uh, but knowing the truth would at least allow us to prevent it from happening again. Absolutely. The, the Boeing 777 has one of the base, best safety records in history. Uh, and, you know, Malaysian Airlines, they have operated that airplane very successfully for many, many, many years. So what, what occurred on that accident flight right now is all still speculation. You can, you can line up what limited bits of evidence we have and draw some conclusions, but the lack of evidence uh, keeps that, that accident uh, a mystery. 
given all that you know and all your experience, are you confident we'll know what happened to the Eastern to the China Eastern Airlines plane? Oh, I think we'll know what happened to China Eastern. There's there's too much focus on it. Um, they have a large number of seven three seven eight hundreds operating in China, so there's a strong financial incentive to ensure that the fleet is safe, which history says that it is, and that uh, people getting on uh, a, a China Eastern 737-800 have confidence, as they should. So there's a strong uh, incentive to determine as quickly and as accurately as possible what happened in this tragedy. Captain John Cox, I appreciate your time and your insight tonight. Thank you so much for speaking with me. My pleasure.